Welcome back to the Encounter Radio Show with Bill Reeser on 99.1 FM, life-changing radio, WJMM. I am so grateful for your support of this radio program and this radio station. So grateful to come to you every day at 11.15 a.m. on the radio. Uh, So grateful for your support. Thank you for uh, supporting the Ministry of Encounter. Uh, For more information, please go to bill at thehopeencounter.org. You can email me there or go to our website, thehopeencounter.org. We've been teaching through the Encounter Bible Study uh, for the past couple of weeks. We've been working through the first six anchors. We're going to take a little time out today on the Encounter Radio Show because we have a special guest with us, my good friend Max Apple. Let me tell you a little bit about Max. Uh, before I got saved, Max was part of this secret society that was praying for me, that was trying to witness to me, that was trying to get me to give my life to Jesus Christ. My my wife enlisted tons of people to, to pray for my salvation, and Max would, a few other guys would take me out on the golf course, That's true. Uh, and, they, and they would talk to me. <laughs> about Jesus and I was just interested in trying to hit the ball straight and uh, but Max uh, say hello to our listeners on the Encounter Radio Show. Hey well it's so what a pleasure to be here with you Bill you know I love you so much and your wife Carolyn's always you both have been such encouragers to me through this journey called Christianity and through this journey called life so I'm really thrilled to be here with you and your listeners. Well we're grateful to have you and Max you've taught me so much you were the first one to really open up the Bible in such a loving way to me where I understood it. Uh, you always told me to keep the main thing the main mm-hmm. thing. And that's always about Jesus Christ. We were part of a great prayer group with when you were director of the FCA in Central Kentucky. That group has meant so much to me. Mm-hmm. And I know it meant a lot to you. And, we've, we, and we witnessed God doing amazing things on that Tuesday morning and through the ministry of the FCA, Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I want the listeners to hear a little bit about uh, – your story and your faith and uh it's sort of an open mic sort of show you know for all week we're gonna have max on all week this week so uh be sure to tune in and uh but max we're grateful to have you uh, talk about those early days when this crazy guy from new york came into that <laughs> breakfast and uh say i don't know if this guy's gonna make it <laughs> oh no I, I do remember carolyn calling you know i've always been a big fan of carolyn's i'm the president of her fan club but she, I remember her calling me and just said, uh, Mr. Apple, would you pray for my husband? And right away, before I even met her personally, she was became one of my heroes. For a woman to call a man she didn't know, she'd got my name from a church, and for her to ask for prayer for her husband just brought me to tears. And I'm crying, I cry right now, but I won't forget that day. But then you and I did. We went out on a golf course. I remember it like it was yesterday. And, and I got to share a little bit with you about my story. Yeah. How God saved a sinner like Max Apple. And and you were so open to that. You could have told me to shut up. You could have got out of my golf cart. You could have done a lot of things. And then we started going to this prayer breakfast together, and uh, we grew. I was growing. You were growing. You allowed me to be a part of your journey, and which I'm deeply grateful for. And to be, able, to be honest with you, and I know I've told you this before, is that when we started that prayer breakfast, I wanted five or six men to meet once a week and get honest and open and transparent because my fear Max Apple's fear was that if we had a large room, nobody would get honest. Nobody would share their dirt or what they were truly struggling with because there's too many people. So I said, let's just start a small group where we 
God had a different plan. He sure did, didn't <laughs> We'd he? We'd go in there, remember, sometimes there'd be 50 men in the room, and I'm thinking, oh, nobody's going to be honest. But sure enough, one man would stand up and say, you know, I'm struggling with whatever. And all of a sudden, the guy next to me, hey, I'm struggling with that too. And isn't that how Satan works? He tries to isolate us. That's right. But it's when the body of Christ, we need each other. You know, us men, we try to keep all our emotions inside. And I was taught that a man doesn't cry. And I was taught to do better. It's when we decrease and God increases, that's victory. So, you know, there, there is not a weakness in submitting to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. And now when I cry, and again, I cry at commercials or card tricks. I'll cry at anything. <laughs> you know, I see crying where a man can really truly show his emotions. So those, those are great memories. Well, if there was a picture of a church, that prayer breakfast could have been a great church. <laughs> Good point. Uh, because in church today, you have people that don't tell people about their junk. Amen. Uh, there's a, you see... Uh, whatever you want to call it, a spirit of religion where, where people are going to take to the grave things that have been done to them, Amen. and they don't find healing. Amen. And, well they said. and they don't get transparent, and they don't, they don't get well. But there was something about uh, – it was just a safe place Amen. where we got to see the hand of God move, and nobody – really was in charge. I guess the Holy Spirit was in charge. Amen. Amen. And you never know who was going to come and say, my marriage is in trouble, uh, I'm going to lose my house, or my, my, my child's run away, and let's pray. And those guys prayed together, and we believed together, we loved together, we supported one another. Amen. And I grew so much. Uh, I remember when I first got there, I was just brand new to Christianity. I I instinctively stopped doing the drugs in my life but i was out drinking one night and had my usual 25 margaritas or so <laughs> thinking i thought i was having a heart attack and the doctor said well you you're you're going to be just your heart's okay but there's some things wrong with your liver you have hepatitis and we're concerned that you have the aids virus and i remember coming into the breakfast saying listen i'm in trouble i remember that day. this was sort of my introduction to christianity and i remember the entire room coming together, laying hands on mm. me and praying for me Amen. and hearing things I've never heard before because I was so new to prayer. Sure, sure. And uh, things, things, you know, people praying with faith, love, and authority, not the name it, claim it, kneel it, reel it, yoke it, choke it stuff, <laughs> just really good faith. Amen. Really, just really believing that God can, you know, is the God of the final word. Amen. Well and, said. Well, you know, and you and I, we, we've got plenty of friends that want to talk about the Wildcats and they want to talk about our golf yeah. score. But I know in my life, I needed somebody to love me enough to tell me the truth. Yeah. I needed somebody to love me enough to risk losing my friendship. And that's tough. But that's why I've got... I, I needed that. I need to, I need for, and what will Satan do? Well, Max, how can you tell somebody about, about their lifestyle when your lifestyle is bad? Well, that's the, a lie from the enemy. If we waited till we were perfect to help a brother, that day's not going to come this side of heaven. So in our imperfections, say, brother, I love you. I love you enough to say, man, I see something in your life that doesn't glorify God. And that's what I needed in my life. And I've got friends like you that will say, hey, Max, I love you, but here's some things that I see. And, and man, I'm an imperfect human being. Just call my wife. She'll tell, she'll tell you. Uh, but that's what I needed. And that group provided men that really loved me in spite of all my faults, in spite yeah. of all my weaknesses. There was an unconditional and an agape love there that I hadn't experienced before. That, and, and you can't find that love. Uh, it's, just, it's just rare. Uh, in, in the body of Christ. Max, one of the things that I, I loved about you is years later after I left to go into full-time ministry, 
and we would get together and say, how are you doing? I would give you, oh, we're doing, we're blessed. But then you would say, what would your wife say? (laughs) And that's a great accountability question. And I love that you asked me that because if I give an answer, it should be the same answer from Carolyn. Absolutely. And if it's a different answer from her, that means I'm not doing as good as I'm saying. I agree with you, brother. And, and, And men need that accountability. Men need men to challenge one another i don't you know i don't need a bunch of yes people around me amen we talk about that in basketball but in in the body of christ amen uh i don't need a bunch of people to agree with me i need a bunch of people that that love me enough to speak into my life amen and we've i think we've been both blessed that you've challenged me and and i'm i know i'm a better man for it today and i wouldn't be in ministry today if i didn't have the love of jesus in my heart that's what it really comes down to having that real love that the love that doesn't compromise we talked a little bit about this at lunch grace and truth amen good point and uh jesus came full of both amen. grace and truth Boy, well said and we should be full of both grace and truth amen well i love you but tell me the truth yeah, absolutely okay and here's the truth that i see yeah. you, you know something that you and and we need that in the body of christ well and and if we as christians if we believe this book is true which i yeah. do if i believe the bible is true and I love you enough, wouldn't I want to tell you there is a heaven and there is a hell? Now, some people may get upset, but if I really love you, That's I right. want you to spend eternity in heaven. So I can take the mocking, the making fun of, the turn, spitting on. I, I can take that because I love you enough. And people say, oh, you don't love me. You're condemning me. No, I love you so much. I want you to know the story's been written, Bill. We've read the book. We know how it ends. The Christians win every time. I want people to be on that team. So if I really love somebody, I want to tell them biblical truth. And uh, now there was a time in my life I would say, Bill, I don't really want to know biblical truth. But down deep in my heart, I really did. I wanted somebody to love me enough to say, hey, there's some boundaries and stuff. God's given us a, a great game plan. He's given us a great instructional manual to live life. And I'd say, oh, I don't want that. But down deep in my heart, I really wanted. I I'd tell my parents, I don't believe in authority my parents my coaches police i didn't believe in authority but down deep i really wanted somebody to say max i love you enough and god did that through his son jesus christ and i'm so thankful for that and it's really you know i always hear a lot of people in regards to exactly what you just said uh the average person will say what do i have to give up uh, to live for God, it's not what you—it's not what you give up. It's what you gain. Amen. Well said. Uh, and it's—I mean—and and so I've never been so content, full of joy, and been blessed in my life, but yet challenged as well too. Because you know, Jesus said, "In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart. I've overcome the world." Amen. We're overcomers, Amen. and we're supposed to live the life that Jesus Christ died for. And if we're not living that life, well, you've taught me we're living underneath our privilege as a child Amen. of the King. Amen, brother. And, and isn't that what the and you and I both love. Of the book of Romans. Yes. And if we really don't know our true identity in Christ, yes. then we aren't going to walk in victory. We're going to allow Satan to beat us up every day if we don't claim our true identity in Christ. It's not from our accomplishments and our achievements. It's not from our possessions. It's not from uh, our intelligence. And it's not from the acceptance and approval of others. That's not where we get our value or our identity from. That's what the world teaches us. Our identity comes from what happened on a cross over 2,000 years ago. That's right. Our identity comes from being a child of God. So we need to claim that in the good times, and we need to cling to that in the tough times. And that's why I think you and I, we just run to the book of Romans, because that talks, especially the first eight chapters, talks about our true identity in Christ. And that, I think, is when we can grasp that, we can walk in victory, and we become more than conquerors. 
and and the main message that comes out of that is that God loves us despite us. Amen. And that we are loved. Thank that you, we're Jesus. a child of the King, and that we're loved. Amen. At the end of the day, you, you know, uh, I am who I who God says I am because the great I am said I am, and that Amen. settles the issue. That settles. <laughs> That's, I don't care what the world says. Amen. I don't care what my feelings say. I don't care what my sins say. Amen. I don't care what my strongholds say. That's not who I am. See, the world will tell you that you are a product of your sins. Sure. Introduce yourself by your sins. Amen. Introduce yourself by your problems. Amen. You know, I'm a workaholic. Yeah. I'm, I'm a codependent. I'm an alcoholic. You, you, you know, I'm this, I'm transgender, sure. I'm this. I'm th- the world is so confused. They have no idea who they are. Amen. Uh, but if we know our identity uh, in Christ, we'll know what our purpose is and we'll know, we'll, we'll know what our destiny is. Amen. You know, I think, are we influenced by our past? Absolutely. Yes. But we're not defined by our no. past. If we remain defined from our past, then we're, we, we're defeated. Yes, I am influenced by my past behavior, but I am a new person. I'm a new creation in Christ. And so I'm not going to be defined by my past. Because no. now I'm, I, again, born-again Christian, and, and I'm so thankful for the price Jesus paid that I could say that, that I am a child of God. I'm a co-heir, H-E-I-R, right. the kingdom of heaven. Not, I don't deserve that. I know that there's nothing I did. It's what Jesus did for us. Well, I love what it says in 1 Corinthians 5 where it says you're an you know. I don't know if there's a better ambassador. Uh, your ambassador, minister of reconciliation, Romans 8.1, mm-hmm. therefore now there is no, no condemnation. God. for the, I, I know it's so many people struggling. Max, we got about 45 seconds. Why don't you pray for someone that's really struggling in their identity sure. as we wrap up today's show? Lord, I lift up that listener that is just struggling with identity, and the world has given us so many lies about where our value comes from and where our identity. Lord, just help them to claim being a child of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. That's our true identity. And let's just cling, cling to that and claim that. And Lord, if I could help that listener at any time, Bill knows how to get a hold of me. I would love to meet with them and pray with them. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Yeah, we're so grateful to have Max Apple on the Encounter Radio Show. Please tune in tomorrow uh, for part two of our interview. Thanks again for tuning in to the Encounter Radio Show on 99.1 FM Life Changing Radio.